Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your co-host, Frederick Buskey. And I'm Mara Buskey. And there are two of us here today because we have a very special thing. Well, I guess we'll get to celebrations in a minute. So this, this Five for Friday rendition of the Assistant Principal Podcast recaps the daily emails from August 15th to 19th, 2022, but, but we're celebrating our 50th episode. That was your cue to jump in, Mara. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> the 50th episode. <laughs> 50th episode. So we began this podcast, actually the first episode dropped in August, August 24th, 2021, but we really didn't go into the weekly format until the end of January, 2022. But technically we're approaching our year anniversary and our 50th episode. So we're really excited. And so this week on the daily leadership email, every day I wrote about, we pulled our, our favorite quotes from one episode of the, of the assistant principal podcast. So in celebrating the daily or recapping the daily emails, we also get to celebrate this podcast. So we're going to present today five outtakes from our five favorite episodes so far. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So the first one we're doing is this is episode 20 with Dr. Gabby Grant, who was talking about the first steps of implementing restorative practices in your school. So let's give a listen. Exactly. And I really appreciate the way you've reframed this conversation because I was prepared to go in a different different direction um, because so many times we schools approach us in that same way of, we want to do this. We want, give us the plan, give us the procedure. And I constantly have to say, First, we have to talk about how you handle conflict. We have to talk about the work that you have to do within. And it's hard work. Um, it's hard work for anyone to do. But as an educator and all the, all the time and the limitations that you're, that you're um, undergoing every day, it's difficult. And so it's, you know, that time frame when people always ask me, well, how long will it be till we're fully restorative? I'm like, it's dependent on the work that you do first. Um, but it takes a long time. But once you get there, you're going to see drastic change. Like it, it's this individual work that you have. That's where the big change comes from. That's where the big change really generates itself from. It's not the, the practices and the tools. Those are helpful and great. But that paradigm shift within is where the big change really comes from. I love that clip because I just think it's the piece that we miss so much you know we get so obsessed with doing and think we have to be taking action in order to move our organizations forward when really so much of the work of improving our organizations is right here improving ourselves mm -hmm. yeah and kind of the the imagery that comes to mind when gabby was talking was like a chain link fence in my mind and we chain links support each other to create the fence and we can't really um a fence won't be there if we're not working on ourselves to be able to link with other people um yeah <laughs> cool all right 
So on Tuesday, uh, we talked about the episode. This was the one that you helped put together. So we have two new teachers, Leah Dowling and Kimberly Merritt. I think they were both in their second year. And they had a couple things to say about really what they needed and, and wanted from their school administrators. You ready to roll that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. But my issue was I was a special ed, I'm a special ed teacher and I didn't know all the paperwork, all the requirements. Um, so the assistant principal, he kind of just held my hand and walked me step by step. Uh, this is how you do this. Um, this He would sit in the meetings and he would say, okay, you did awesome. He was like my, he cheered me on and he kind of gave me a lot of encouragement. And he, he sat down, he went over the paperwork. He said, when you do the meeting, this is what you need to do. This is what you should say. This is what you should not say. And this is the paperwork that needs to be signed. This is what you give the parents. He kind of just walked me through the whole process and kind of held my hand to make sure I got it. And I feel like teachers that come in, if they can have that support, of someone that's gonna give them that step-by-step guidance, you know, it will give them a more secure feeling. And that's what I got from that um, from that aspect. Okay, so that was Kimberly Merritt. Um, and again, I think we'll go into um, Leah's um, outtake, but I think the main takeaway is that people are wanting directive feedback and they really want, to be told what they're doing well, but they also want concrete examples and concrete um, strategies for what they can change in the future. And I think Leah does a really, she has a really great example of what happened in her first or second school year um, and the lack of feedback that she got. um, And it took all year to get the feedback. So here is Leah. Are there times, do you think, when you would have liked more, um, maybe more directive coaching from your APs? Um, Did you get a lot of that? What are your thoughts? I agree with you about the directive because I feel like if I'm thinking about my third grade students in my classroom and I'm, I'm thinking of a student in particular, and they are struggling with their um, letter sound correspondence. So being able to to read their words easily, my job is to direct them and to give them the strategies and say like, here, these are the things that you can do that are going to help you and to, you know, wait a few weeks and see if it helps. And so just thinking about the fact that like we as classroom teachers are kind of our, our, administration's students we're they like they when they see us struggling in an area or an area where we can do better I feel like they need to say like here's some resources here's some strategies you know think about which ones you want to implement um but sometimes like I, I think about ways um particularly this school year that I didn't realize I could have been doing better until you know February or March wishing that I had known that earlier, wishing that like, oh, I, I didn't even think about this, this, and this that I could have been, should have been doing with my students. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with that, Mara. It's that directive versus collaborative. And and I know there's, 
we like to ask those I wonder questions. And so we observe something that's happening in a classroom and we, we say, I wonder. And the teacher doesn't know how to take that, right? Does that mean you should do this or you should change this? Or are you really wondering? And when we're thinking about new teachers who are trying to learn to manage their classrooms, they're trying to develop those relationships with their with their students. And, they, and they've got this whole new curriculum and all this pedagogy that they have to put in. I think we forget as, as leaders how, how hard that is, especially today, especially with the needs that, that our kids are bringing after this pandemic. And, and those, those um, quotes from Leah and Kimberly say to administrators, like, I want, tell me, tell me what's wrong. And then, and then hold my hand through it. Don't just say, well, let's, you need to think about implementing some classroom procedures and walk away. Right. And I think we're guilty of that. Um, and I don't know how we got here. We, we somehow have gotten to this space where we assume that teachers view us working with them as some kind of adversarial role. And, and I guess from a, from a grand scheme of things, I hope that's what this pod, the podcast show not just each, not just an episode but one of the things we're trying to do with this show is to turn that around and to help people realize and understand the language is going to help reframe observation and support of teachers as being the thing we should be doing and the positive thing not as being some kind of negative right and i think it's not to discount how wonderful and impactful collaboration is like we need collaboration and teachers grow from collaborating with each other and collaborating with their administrators and teams but i also think that like there is that space that needs to be filled with with the direction and the step by step process and hand holding um, especially for these two teachers that we had on started in the middle of covid and um, I think kind of putting the time frame into place, it was really, really challenging for them to do um, without having that directive support. Yeah, you're right. And and just as we talk this through, I realize that I think we need to do an episode on how do you know the difference? How do you know if somebody's trying to learn to swim or are they drowning? Because sometimes that thrashing around in the water can can look pretty much the same. And, right. and so that's a skill, I guess, we need to encourage administrators to, to really develop and, and be more critical. When we're watching somebody, when we're interacting with that new teacher, we need to figure out, are, are they making progress and learning to swim? And so we can, we can be just that collaborative piece, or are they drowning and we need to throw them a life preserver? Right. All right. So Wednesday, this is going to be one of my favorites, one of my absolute favorite people to work with, Dr. Mary Hemphill, who this year, um, after this podcast was recorded, is now the, um, I think, the chief academic officer for North Carolina Department of Instruction. So she's always been an all-star in my world, and now she's an all-star in the educational world. So let's listen to Mary. Mary, let's start with what I think is the hardest question I'll ask you today. Was there a time that you failed to live up to your own values? What happened? And more importantly, why did it happen? Absolutely. Um, I think that I heard a great, great quote a couple of weeks ago, and I think it really describes the situation I was in. Whenever you put a good person in a bad system, the system will always win. Wow. And 
when you are an assistant principal and particularly when you become a principal, you have to decide before you sign your contract, you have to decide before you interview what it is that you're willing, what hill do you wanna die on? What do you wanna fight for? Because when you're in the moment with a parent or a board member or superintendent, that is not the time to make those decisions. Enough said, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and if if you listen to only two episodes of this, of the 50 of the podcast, this is one of the ones that you should absolutely listen to because every minute of this episode is just inspiring. Mary's phenomenal. That piece about the system winning, I see play out over and over. And, and so one of the things I encourage people that are aspiring assistant principals, just don't go for every job. Find a principal that's going to help grow you because if you go into your first or maybe your second AP job and it is a bad school, a bad system with poor leadership, you are going to get buried and you may never, never really recover from that. Right. Or be the AP or leader that you aspire to be because you don't have the people to support you and help you grow. Yeah. And Mary also talked about knowing the hill that you'll die on before you go into the interview. And so that's another thing as, as an AP, when you go into the interview, whether it's for your first assistant principalship or you're trying to move or for your principalship, you need to lay out your values in the interview, draw the line in the sand during your interview so that people know who they're hiring. And if you can draw your line in the sand and say, I'm going to die on this hill, you need to know that when you hire me, I will die on this hill. I'm not going to let our students be yelled at, or I'm not going to let our teachers be abused. Lay that out in the interview. And that makes it a lot easier to live those values than in real time. Right. And it makes me think I'm an early 20 something. And so a lot of tips I get for job interviews is it's not just you interviewing them, you, or it's not just them interviewing you, but you interview them and you interview that workplace and you figure out what the dynamics are like and the relationships that are there and how they talk to each other and look at each other and speak to each other. Um, and if that's somewhere that you can see yourself fitting in and also growing in. I love that. Yeah, because you're either going to grow into a place or you're going to get squashed by it. Yeah. Okay, so our fourth our fourth one here is from Maddie Jurek, who was a high school choir teacher, and her first AP job is as a middle school assistant principal. So this is just a great interaction. Uh, this will be fun to listen to. So you've been in AP now for three years. Can you remember the first time you observed a, a math or other really challenging content content lesson? Absolutely. So let me let me back up just a little bit with that. So like I said, I was hired in the spring of 2019. And after being hired, I had the opportunity just to come over and shadow for a day um, while I was still in the classroom before the new school year started. Um, so I'm walking around meeting all the new teachers, you know, it's just been announced I have the new position. Um, 
while we are a large district, we're a small district, like lots of people know one another. I've been here my whole career. Um, so a lot of people were familiar with who I was, even if they didn't have a personal relationship with me. Um, so I'm walking around meeting people and trying to develop that relationship. And um, one of the teachers I meet is one of our math teachers. And I said, oh, math, that's great. You know, I'm so excited to get to work with you. I said, I could actually use some tutoring. I'm in a quantitative stats class right now at Clemson that is kicking my tail, you know, and just trying to make conversation. And her response was, well, I wouldn't expect you to know much of anything about math as a chorus teacher. And I took that immediately as her wall that she was putting up. What can you offer me in this role? Um, so, you know, that kind of set the stage to how I was walking into and some, you know, intentionalities that I knew I was going to have to pursue. Um, and I will say the hardest part for me whenever I went in to observe those lessons truly was putting the key in the door and turning the knob um, to walk into the room. After I walked into the room, I realized I don't have to focus on content here that I might not remember and understand. I'm here to focus on instruction. And there's a difference between instruction and content. Um, good teaching is good teaching, no matter the content of the classroom. So I you know, just immediately started to ask myself, are students in this classroom using critical thinking skills? Are they engaged in the lesson? How is the teacher's wait time? Is she calling on students to answer or just the eager few who keep raising their hand? Um, what's the classroom environment like? Are the students grouped in different ways? Um, so through focusing on instruction, um, I found I knew the questions to ask and what to look for in the classroom. I, I love that. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just going to say that's so intimidating to walk into um, and then have to take a step back and be like, wait, I'm not here for that. That's not, I'm not here to judge the content that you're teaching these students. I'm here to think about how you're impacting them and how they're being impacted. Yeah. And there are two huge takeaways in this in this um, little snippet. And so one of them is what you just talked about in, in terms of when I'm observing teachers, right? I'm their partner. So I'm watching pedagogical practice and then I'm gathering the data that then we can have that conversation around. So you as a teacher can reflect on your own practice and then tell me where you want me to help you to grow. But the other piece of it, and we actually titled it, was the title of the episode, just put the key in the door. Because so many times when we're faced with one of those things, it's the really hard thing to do and we build it up in our minds. The actual hardest part is the first step. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Once we do that, the rest of it, it may not be easy, but we can navigate it and we can figure yeah. it out. But it's like going to a gym. <laughs> what's that? Is that it's like going to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. hardest part is getting there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So if you're afraid of something, you're intimidated, just put the key in the door. Okay, so the last outtake is actually from episode 51. <laughs> so this hasn't released yet, but I did this interview a couple of weeks ago and just was blown away. So I said, if there's two episodes of the podcast that you have to listen to, it's the one with Mary Hemphill, which is episode 26. And then you've got to listen to episode 51. Um, with Craig Martin. We're going to play a clip from that right now. And there are multiple clips that I actually have played for myself. I did outtakes and I've played those for myself probably 10, 15 times 
because it just inspires me so much. So let's, let's put, let's dial up Craig. Okay. Uh, anything else that you want listeners to, to hear? Um, I mean, there's so many things that you could say, but I, I think one of the things that I, I could close with that I, um, that I listened to this morning, um, I was listening to Oprah and Maya Angelou, Dr. Maya Angelou, uh, may she rest in power. And she's like my God, like she is my uh, like godmother who I love to listen to and lean in on, even though I've never met her before, not related, but I love her. And one of the things that she said, uh, she was talking about, uh, the, the grace in aging and the things that she is coming to know about herself and the world around us and how over time she gets even more excited because she knows more and uh, she feels more awakened. And she, she says, uh, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive um, and to do it with, um, with passion, some compassion, some humor and style. Uh, and so I would offer that back to uh, to the my my community as well uh, of leaders who are uh, who are on this podcast. Like, stay connected to what it is that you call your passion, your zeal. Do it in ways that are graceful and exciting and inspiring for you as well as those around you. And enjoy the journey, the highs and the lows, because all of this is a gift every day every interaction every moment is a gift regardless of whether or not we want to recognize it like that so yeah i will share that i almost don't want to editorialize every day is a gift and uh wow i can't build on that can we um other than listening to the full episode when it is released i think is the one way to build on it (laughs) All right. So I was thinking, what what do all of these take away? And while we were prepping for this podcast and pulling the clips, it was, it was only afterwards that I realized, you know, every one of these clips is talking about the the story that we tell ourselves and how we create our own leadership, and then how we show up for others, and how do we how do we be true to the values that we hold not the values we say we hold but the values we really hold and how do we continue to do, do the work and strengthen those and then as craig talked about how do we show up for others and and how do we know that every day is a gift and what's really amazing is we have the same opportunity every day Every day we interact with people, we have the same opportunity to bring those values, to bring our story and to uplift other people. Even if it's a terrible day for us, we still have the same opportunity to impact other people. And that that's what I keep reminding myself. It doesn't matter how I feel today. I still have an opportunity to do good and to impact people and make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the other takeaway for me is like they go hand in hand. It's like the chain link fence again. It's like we can't have one without the other. And obviously some days we're not going to feel as great. And some days we're not going to want to like outwardly project and try and support people as much because we don't have the energy, but they go hand in hand and we can't have one without the other. Yeah. And I think on those days when we don't 
feel the energy to have the impact. The important thing is that we're intentional about that. So it's okay to say, well, I just can't bring myself into this conversation, but we need to be intentional about giving ourselves permission. The worst thing is, is to just not even think about it and just be so focused, like, oh, I'm not into this. And then not even make a decision and realize, yeah, I do have the opportunity to support you. I do have the opportunity to uplift you. Maybe I don't have the energy today (laughs) to put into that. But I think as soon as we remember that we still have the opportunity, even if we're not in a good space, that in itself can lift us up. Yeah, changes it. Yeah. Yeah. The perspective and frameworks that we have in our mind are so powerful. Yeah. For ourselves and for others, I think. So the other thing is that all of our examples are from the 20th episode on. So that's also inspiring me because it tells me that we're getting better at, at what we're doing. And, and so I'm really excited at the point that we'll celebrate number 100. Yeah, it won't be, it won't be too far away either. <laughs> no, I'm, we're releasing two episodes a week at this point. So we're talking about maybe March or, or April next year. Okay, I think that wraps up uh, this rendition of Five for Friday and the Assistant Principal Podcast. Um, Please subscribe if you enjoy the podcast. We're always trying to improve the show. So you can reach me at frederick at frederickbuskey.com or mara at marabuskey.com. I think that closes out this show. Mara, anything else to say? Um, if you liked any of these outtakes, please like go spend just a little bit of time and listen to whatever episode you resonated with best. Um, and definitely keep an eye out for, um, episode 51 with Craig, because, um, he obviously has a lot to say. All right. So we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening to the assistant principal podcast. Cheers. See you next time.